Good morning, greetings, and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to another episode of Triple C Podcast this Sunday, June the 11th, 2023. May God have us, bless us, build us up, and cover us. Let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to podcast. It is our desire, God, as I've often said, may you be glorified, dear God. May we be edified, and surely may the devil be horrified at the continuance of following you and this gospel. Bless every podcast listening today that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength and my redeemer, and bless the listening ears of the podcasters. In Jesus' name, amen. Literally, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go into the word of God. I pray that you've had a good week. As we start the beginning of a new week, let's go to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. Let us read the word of God and I'll give you the podcast title. The Bible says in uh, John chapter 14, starting at verse 1, the red letter edition of the Bible, King James Version. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus says unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. The title of this Sunday's podcast is Don't Let Your Heart Be Troubled. Easier said than done. Don't let your heart be troubled. I've said it throughout the years of my ministry. I still believe it to be true in the epicenter of the pandemic, uh, even though the pandemic is still very real. And if y'all were not aware, and if you're not tracking numbers, there are still people being diagnosed with COVID. It may not be the numbers that you heard on the news a year and a half, two years ago, but it's still very real. It manifestation is still present. I believe it'll be present forever as we go forward. But in this, I have said this, we still live in a world gone wild. The things that we're experiencing, Tanya and I say it all the time, you can't make this stuff up. 
the things that we're seeing, the things that we're observing, the things that we're experiencing. I mean, just watching things and people. It's amazing to the normal mind of how we're watching folk and the things that people are saying and doing. I'm telling you, it's as if we have lost our minds. Here it is, is what I believe. And I want to share this with you. This is one of the beliefs of mine. My belief, one of them, and there's many, uh, that a troubled heart opens the door to unwanted change. A troubled heart can open the door to unwanted change. And don't forget, the devil is always looking, seeking, waiting for the opportunity to cause, as I would say this morning, confusion, mayhem, and madness. He's waiting for that. You know the old adage people would say, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. If there's a crack, he'll find a way to get through that crack, to affect your mind, to affect your situation, to disrupt your joy, to disrupt your peace, to affect your family, to cause mayhem, discord, division. He's a divider. Let me tell y'all something. The Bible talks about the devil. He knows himself that his house, if divided, will not stand. Let me drop this in your spirit. A divided home it is inevitable that it will crumble. A divided house cannot stand. Y'all know you've heard us say it. A, 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 a praying family is a staying family. A family that prays together stays together. Now, is that often true? I'm going to say it this way. It depends on what prayers they're praying. Just because you say you're praying, what are you praying? Are you like a Pharisee and a Sadducee? Are you known for your much words? Are you out there in the public appearing to be super spiritual, but inwardly you're confused, you're angry, you always in your feelings, things always happening? Or are you walking by your sight or are you walking by your faith? Those are just questions. I know you can't answer me because we're talking on a podcast, but I, I oftentimes ask God to give me a word for me that I can understand where I'm at. So I woke up this morning as our song we used to sing when we used to have a church open. I woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on Jesus. But in that stand on Jesus, there's always an enemy trying to get into your head to disrupt your vision of Jesus. Amen. So God said to me, quit and don't be troubled. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? You preach it? Do you walk it like you preach it? Do you feel it like you preach it? Do you believe it like you say it? Even though I've told you all, we are not to walk by our feelings. We're to walk by our what? Faith. We're to walk by what we believe. And the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? Well, there's a caveat to that. He can preach if he ain't sent. He can preach if he's been bought. He can be preached if he's been uh, voted on. He can preach, but guess what? He may not preach what the God that we talk about is saying. He may preach to the, to the, to the itching ears of the people. He may preach to what they want to hear. There are certain categorical categories that they will stay and stay away from. But let me tell you something. God is no respecter of persons. He's going to give it, if you ever heard it said, unadulterated and unfiltered. This word, if you believe it's a double-edged sword, it cuts going and cuts coming back. So don't ever think that which I say doesn't affect me as well. Matter of fact, it oftentimes cuts me way deeper than it'll cut you. Amen. The, the question is, will I change my way from the cut? Will I change my mind, my heart, my attitude? 
And I'm going to say this real quick and I'll move on and give you three things this morning. My attitude determines my what? Altitude. If Mark chapter 11 says, I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help, and I understand and I believe that my help really comes from the Lord who sits high and looks low, why do I stay so troubled in the midst of my day? There's a disconnect somewhere. So God wants us to realign our thinking, get back right with him, get our minds right, get some peace in our spirit so that we can enjoy the day. Amen. So there's a few things I believe that God gave me, uh, as I often try to say, I'm not going to be long winded, but I, I want to let the Holy Spirit have his way. I always believe because these are not my words. As God will, as I like to say, hot off the wire, give me oftentimes a topic, lead me to a scripture. He will expound and extract from the scripture so that we can take the word of God and apply it to everyday life with the hope that our faith and our strength will grow. Is it always easy? No, I wouldn't lie to you. Is it a challenge? Most days and most times. Why? Because we have to deal with so many uncharted things, you don't know what's going to come your way today. Amen. So there's a few things God gave me. Don't you think that, uh, and, and, and I've given a lot of, and I've got cliches and I've got epitaphs, I've got all kinds of little things that God always gives me because my mind is always turning. But yet, here's the thing. Don't ever get it twisted that the enemy is your friend. Don't ever get it twisted that he's really all about you. No, he's trying to be around you to figure you out, to figure out how to either get what you got or disrupt what you desire or to cause you to not see God in the midst of your journey. Hello, Holy Ghost. So there's a few things that I believe the Lord would have me to understand and for myself, and I'm going to share what God shared with me. As I look at the verses, there's 11 verses today, and I go to verse 1. Uh, Jesus tell the disciples, let not your heart be troubled, colon. And remember, after a colon, there's a slight pause. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He talks about in the, in the Father's house, not houses, house. There are many mansions. Think about the, 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 the spirituality of one massive spiritual house that's filled with multiple mansions made for you. And in your day, if you don't disrespect, if you don't get off the train, if you don't deny or denounce your belief in Jesus, one day when your earth go, your body goes back to the earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and your spirit rests, rule, and abide with the Lord, you're going to get a glorified body and you're going to live in eternity in your mansion built just for you one day. Amen. So here's the thing. The first thing God says to me to share with you this morning, believe that God is. What does that mean for you? I don't know. You have to figure out wherever state you're in, wherever you listen to my podcast from, whatever situation you have to go through, whatever storm you're in or storm you're coming out of or storm you're about to go in, uh, you have to believe that God is. You have to become a spiritual uh Noah, you have to become a spiritual Moses. You have to become a spiritual Peter. You have to become a spiritual a set of disciples to know that God is. Just believe that God is and God will reveal himself to you when it's time. Amen. But you have to be looking. Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
and all of these things shall be added, Gentile, because unless I'm speaking to Jews, if you are a Messianic Jew, listen to the podcast, this, this, is, this applies to you. Otherwise, we are Gentiles striving to walk with the teachings of God. So the first thing in verses one through says, you believe in God. He was telling his disciples how he went to go prepare a place for them. And then here we come. Here comes the Thomases of the day. Then we get to verse five. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way? Here's the second thing. The first thing is believe that God is. The second thing is you have to trust the confirmation of Jesus's words. Jesus was telling him what he went to go do. Here it is. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But then you got to also believe that no man cometh unto, the, cometh unto the Father but by me, saith Jesus. What does that mean? For us, fast forward in 2,000 plus years later, if any man or woman comes speaking, preaching, teaching any other way to get to God other than Jesus, he's a thief, a liar, a robber, and a fornicator of the word. Jesus said it, and if you believe it, now if you don't believe it, I'm not talking to you, but if you believe it, you got to understand there ain't but one door to the church of Jesus Christ to get to God, and that's through Jesus. If anybody come through a side door, a window, underneath the floor, through the roof, that says that this is how they get to God and there's many ways to get to God, they are lying and the biblical truth is not in them. If you are a believer that Jesus is the only way to get to the Father, that's the way it is. That's what he was telling the disciples. So the first thing is, is you got to believe in God. Open your mind to the teachings of this word. It's all a mystery. But that's why your faith has to override your feelings. Your faith has to override your fear. Your faith has to supersede what you've ever thought in life that you've seen with your natural eyes. Do you not know that the enemy is a mirage to us oftentimes? The mirage is this. Remember the desert analogy? You're going and you think you see an oasis of water, but it's not really water because your mind after the heat is starting to mess with your, your vision. Satan turns up the heat in your life seven times hotter in the fiery furnace of life. You Shadrach, you Meshach, and Abednego walker in this life. He's been asking God to turn up the fire on you to watch you burn up, watch you fall under pressure, watch you give up on God. And God ain't never told him no. God wants you to walk as a miracle believer. But so many times, people of God, we allow life to present tragedies and tragic situations that hinder our faith. They affect our mind. Now, let me tell you this and just be truthful. I ain't never said that we ain't going to be impacted by situations. Sometimes things come into your, to your life like a mighty Russian wind or a volcano or a tsunami or a tornado unexpected, and it shakes you to the very core of your existence. I'm not saying that. I understand. I've never denied that situations are not real. But I'm learning in my own faith, though they may be real, God is bigger than my storm. If I can believe that, there's hope for me. The first thing is to believe that God is. The second thing is trust the confirmation of Jesus. 
He is the word. You've got to believe he's the word that walked with the disciples. He's the word that walks with you. Ah, but here's the caveat. If you never deposit any of God's word through Christ in you, you can't rely on what ain't in you. If you never pick up a Bible, if you never go to the Bible app since we got technology, if you never go to a devotional, if you never look to a word, if you always do what the preacher said, I heard somebody say, it's good to hear it, but you've got to study. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. If you wonder why you feel like you're failing in life every day, it could be student that you've not deposited any word in you in preparation of your spiritual test. And if you don't study, surely you will fail the test. I don't know about you, but if you got a multiple choice test, don't you believe that always pick C, that's the answer. In a multiple choice test, you still need to study to understand the things that's going to be on your quiz, on your final exam, on your midterm, on your daily. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I got one more thing I'm going to share with you, then we will wrap the scripture passages up and believe that God is. So when you believe that God is, that means that's, that's the foundational piece for everything you need to when you start to learn to grow. The second thing is, if you can develop a trust, and I'm saying it this way, if you can develop a trust in the confirmation that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that he is God made in the flesh, he is the Holy Spirit rolled up into one, the Trinity that we speak of, then you can make up your mind to follow the teachings of Jesus. Now, is it going to be easy? Don't you realize, child of God, that as you're learning to walk with God, he ain't never told you, Job, in the spirit, that I'm going to stop the devil from ever coming into your company. He ain't never said he's going to stop the devil from ever allowing something to happen. You just got to believe that God, through his word, would never tempt you, test you, or try you. He allows things to happen for the building up of your faith. Here's what I'll say it this way. How can you ever know that God is really your God if you never go through nothing? Hello, life's not designed that way. You've got to go through some things. Then you can become a David and say it like the 51st Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, great shepherd, comfort me. When you can believe that Jesus Christ is your great shepherd, then you will follow the voice of Jesus. Hello, Holy Ghost. As I look at the word of God and he told me to believe and I'm trusting God, I too, after 30 plus years of ministry, I'm still learning how to trust God at his word. I'm still learning when I face difficulties every day. Don't y'all think that most preachers that are truly trying to get you to see Jesus don't go through nothing. Though you see us when we speak publicly, though you see us in a positive connotation, though you see us always as strong and positive, we go through things in life. But we're learning to rely on Jesus. We're learning to stand on the promises of God. We're learning, though 
though the world will try to slay me, yet will I trust God. We're learning that trouble don't last always. We're learning that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We're learning that problems are not bigger than God. We're learning that the storm, though it rise and the billows of life roll in, that God is bigger and he can calm the storms around me. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. As I look at verses six and beyond, and we'll get ready to close the podcast this morning. When Jesus said unto Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. He asked a question. He said a statement as well as at the question. If ye had known me, you should have known the Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And then here comes Philip. Here comes Philip. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Is that you? Are you a Philip? Always telling God, well, just show me. Give me a sign. Give me a miracle, and I'll believe. If it, are you the Philip of your day saying, well, I want to believe, but I need a sign? God ain't going to always give you an audible physical sign. Sometimes you just have to trust him at his word. And here's what Jesus said, and this is where we get ready to close this morning. And Jesus said unto him, put you in the Philip spot. Here, and he asked a question. Have I been so long time with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip? Question mark. Let me take you back a minute. Have you been one that said, I grew up in church all my life? From when I was a baby, mom and them had me in church. Well, guess what? Is that you? You've been with the Lord in, in church all your life, but in your adult age, you still question God that he's real? I, am I talking to anybody on the podcast that you've accepted Jesus Christ, but at the first sign of trouble, you suck on a sour lemon, you look like you don't know the Lord, you look like you ain't got a friend in life? Am I talking to you? Are you the person right now that says and you're going to doubt because you're going through something right now that God and forgave you, forgave up on you? Am I talking to anybody this morning? And Jesus said to Philip, he that has seen me, seen the father. And how sayest thou then, show us the father. After this long journey, God done brought you out of the bed of affliction. God done raised you up when you could have died in the mix of your sin and in your mess. When you knew with your nasty self that God should have let you die back then. But God spared your life once more and again. But today you have the audacity to question God about what he does in your life. But yet you say you a Christian. Are you a lying Christian? Are you a Pharisee and a Sadducee? Do you only say it when somebody questions you, but when you by yourself, you don't about to lose your mind because you don't understand why? Here's my thing. Why not you, Job? God ain't never said that you special because you accepted Jesus Christ. You will never go through nothing. He's never said that in the word. Get into this Bible and study these stories. You will find that every follower of Jesus has had to go through something. Amen. But it doesn't mean it's the end. It's the beginning of the growth in your life. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. This, let me close the podcast this way this morning. When he said in verse 10 and 11 in closing, Believest thou not that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, 
but the father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. God has always done the work. Even when Jesus walked for 33 years in the earth, it was God doing the work through Jesus. Jesus had to open his mind. He had to allow the human part of him to let the spiritual part of him override so God can perform every miracle that was performed. In closing, believe me that I am the father and the father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. As I close this morning, can you look back over your life and remember the horrific, tragic things that God allowed to come into your pathway? But yet, if you're listening to me today, that means you survived and made it through. You may not be scratchless. You may not be painless. But if you're listening, you're still with us. And if you're still breathing and if you're still here, you have an opportunity for God to keep you moving forward. you got to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. And the last point that I want to make is a statement for you to do. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Don't do what Thomas and Philip did. You be the very opposite. You use this story as a building block and a catalyst to say, though the world will try to destroy me, though the Bible and the preacher has said it through the years, John chapter 10, verse number 10, though that thief comes now but to steal and to kill and to destroy, I believe that you have come to give me life. I believe that I know you're God. Here's what I close by saying. I believe, God, that you're the one who was, who is, and is to come. I believe, God, that you will turn my midnight into midday. I believe, God, that you will give me peace that the world can't give. I believe, God, that I am healed by your stripes. I believe, God, though I feel like I want to give up on life, I'm not going to give up on you. Though, God, I feel like everybody that I thought was my friend has turned their back on me. Oh, God, I feel even some of my blood-washed believers have changed their mind against me. Even some that has came from the same womb, God. They was born out of the same household. They was raised under the same authority. But yet today, they act as if we are not even brothers and sisters. Oh God, today, I believe, God, that you love me despite of what the world says. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I believe, God, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I want to believe, God, that though the world around me is crumbling from the White House to the church house, to my house. I've got to get on board. The train is moving, God. I've got to believe, God, that you love me enough with my nasty self, that you won't let me perish in the midst of my mess. I've got to believe, God, that though the world around me is messed up and mangled, oh God, I believe, God, that I'll never be dead, dry, and disconnected. I've got to believe, God, that you're standing, dear God, in a place, and if I stand with you, I'll be all right. I close this morning by saying, don't let your heart be troubled, child of God. Wherever you are and whoever I'm speaking to as I close this podcast on this Sunday, I want you to get your mind right. I want you to get into this Bible, get into this word. I too am learning not to let my heart be troubled. Though I go every day in the midst of a worrisome workplace, though we go into a place where trouble seems to be lasting, though we are around people who seem to not really walk in the spirit, they seem to walk in the flesh. But God is saying, don't you let 
that disrupt you. Don't you let that distract you. You get hunkered down in the word. You be anchored in me. And when you're anchoring me, though the world around you is crumbling, you, my child of God, will stand firm on the word of God. I want you to believe that God has got this. You've got to understand as we close Triple C Podcast, trouble don't last always. Your midnight shall be turned into midday. Joy is on the horizon. You, child of God, look to the hills and with cometh your help. Your help is coming from the Lord. For anybody that I'm speaking to, may you receive these words with grace and mercy and honor and trust God. Be blessed until the next podcast. This is Tony with Triple C signing off. Let's close in a word of prayer. And we have an old, old song that I believe will bless your spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we close this podcast, it is my earnest desire that whoever listened to this podcast, that they will be encouraged to share it with a family member, a sibling, a friend, even an enemy, if that is the case, God, that somebody can hear and get to know that you are God who reigns, rules, and super rules. Bless the people of God, oh God. Help us to get this gospel out and share it to a hurting world. We have to become the hands of God to a hurting world. Bless every podcast listener now. Until the next time, this is Tony signing off with Triple C. Everybody be blessed. God bless you until the next episode. This is taking us back old school gospel.
Well, greetings, good morning, and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to another Triple C podcast. We thank you for this opportunity, God, that we can come before the people of God. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified. And as I've often said, may the devil be horrified because we won't turn around, quit, and give up on you, God. Bless every podcast listener this morning on this Father's Day 2023. Happy Father's Day to all. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning again. Just we thank you for another opportunity to come before the Lord as we do. Let's look at an, an Old Testament book, uh, Psalm 51, and we're going to look at verses uh, 10 through 15. Not a traditional Father's Day message, but happy Father's Day literally everybody here. But I pray that God bless you with what God has put in my spirit and what's on my heart. So this is a Psalm of David, Psalm 51, is verses 10 through 15, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and it reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. For all this Father's Day 2023, let this let this podcast be titled Restored Joy. Restored Joy. And I believe that, and God understands what we need when we need it. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but as we've talked about in the last two to three years of the pandemic that we're still in, by the way, everybody, they just don't report the numbers like they used to, people are still getting diagnosed with COVID. So uh, don't don't let me be remiss in not saying that. But but I want to look at where we are. I, I could be speaking to somebody about life. And, and here's where we are as I, I looked at the scripture that God had given me and put it. And I preached this through the years, but it's interesting how God will take his word. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me just add this public service announcement. You should never, ever get tired of hearing the word of God. The word of God is your spiritual nourishment. The word of God is the foundational piece. Jesus is the word made flesh that walked some 2,000 years ago with his disciples. You should not ever, irregardless to what delivery it comes, or if you're a traditional old Southern Baptist style or a missionary Baptist style that likes to hear the hoop, the holler, that's okay too. We call it celebratory, like getting excited. But I would not just want to be excited and not have no Bible truth in me. I've had to come through the years of ministry learning that I love a good fire brimstone style sermon. I love that preaching. I love that hoop. But I've learned through the years that not to get overly excited because somebody can sing their way to your heart. 
I realize that I need to have that biblical truth in my spirit so that I'll be able to withstand in the evil day, that I need that word of God as my foundation, that when I face life troubles, trials, and tribulations, that I'm not flailing all over the earth, but I have this word that I can rely on that's inside of me, that I can learn how to stand. And if God don't do nothing else, as the songwriter said, he's done enough, I still have enough Bible in me to just stand until God bring about my change. So I wanted to just drop that in real quick while we're going. But I looked at the Psalm of David. So if you're not a Bible reader, I encourage you to become a Bible reader. But this is a story of David after he had taken Uriah's wife. So 2 Samuel uh, talks about that where David went and saw Bathsheba is her name. And she was as, and, and she was beautiful according to the scripture, her countenance the Bible talks about. And, and, and Uriah in his human mind had to have her. He figured out a way to go in onto her. He had her husband assigned to the one of the most dangerous battles of war. And, and he went in and, 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 and slept with her and got her pregnant. And then he wanted her to be his wife. So, and when her husband came back, who was a true warrior in David's army, refused to go home. He realized at that point he needed to eliminate him. Let me just paraphrase. And what he did was when he put him back out there in that army, he had all the troops to withdraw back so that Uriah would die so he could just take his wife as his own. Now, don't forget now, during those Bible days, they had more than one wife. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. But he made her his own. In 51st Psalm, Here's where David, after the prophet Nathan had come in unto him because God was not pleased with the decision that David made. And, and here's what God gave to me. There's life and we make decisions, good and or bad. Oftentimes, those bad decisions, Tanya says it this way and very well, it's easy to get into but hard to get out of. Sometimes our decisions are catastrophic. Sometimes, most times, our decisions are cascading. Our decisions affect more than just you. Let me just drop that in your spirit while I'm coming by your street. Don't ever think, well, it's just me. No, no. When you got wife, you got children, you got families, you got people that you're around, the decisions that we make affect a myriad of people around us in our lives. And I would pray as we mature in our Christianity that we will be conscious of where we are at all times and not just live life in a glass bubble as if don't nothing ever happen. That's not the truth. That's why many people don't walk in spiritual freedom. Most folk walk in their 15 minutes of fame. Most folk want to get on the public media and just be heard or be seen, but not really add anything that will get you to that next level. I don't ever want to be that person, that preacher, that clergyman, that, that friend, that father, that, that partner, that person that's just there and bring you no actual encouragement. And here's the thing, and if you if you knew me, you know I love to joke, I love to have a good time, I love to enjoy life. I, I just pray that I've learned that here we are. But as I mature in Christianity, I I, I realize that as I get older, I want to be a man of fewer words, 
but I don't want to be so different that I'm so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. I want to be able to have a balance where I can learn to enjoy Jesus and enjoy my family, enjoy my life. Amen. So hopefully that's something that you've thought about along the days in your life. But I want to go here, and look at the scriptures. I want to see what God will do. And just maybe God will bring something to light that you've been dealing with or somewhere in your journey, you realize some things and God will give you what you need after today's podcast that will change the trajectory of your final destination. So here's where we are. This is what we look at. And, and my intro to everybody is looking at where we are in the midst on this Father's Day 2023. We thank God for every father biologically, every father that's by surrogate, every father that's an uncle, that's a friend, that's a cousin, that's present. I ain't talking about them no lows. I ain't talking about them jokers that are absentee. I'm talking about the men that have become men and are present to help make a family and to make a home. Not just be a person in a house. I'm talking about making a home. God bless you and may God keep you encouraged. So as we look at life, this is what I said. We do make the choices. We make some bad ones. We do sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're telling a lie and act as if because you've been in church all your life that you don't commit no sins, you are a liar and the truth ain't in you. All of us sin and fall short every day. That's the reason why it's called repentance. That's the reason why we have an advocate. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the sacrificial lamb that gave his life on Golgotha, the place of the skull. We celebrated every Easter that Jesus Christ gave up the ghost for you and I, that he can have a spiritual right to be with God one day in eternity. But while we're still down here, we have that opportunity to make it better. Amen? So as we look at that, and in today's focus, I pray that God will give you the opportunity here. So let's look at verses 10 through 15, and let's hear what God has said. David had committed adultery. He had committed murder in his mind. He had the army come back. He didn't physically go kill Uriah, but he was the perpetrator, the orchestrator, the engineer of the murder scene. He did that. So his heart was guilty. The Bible says that you you commit that sin of adultery and murder in your heart first before the physical action. So those that's why they call it premeditated murder. Premeditated means you've already purposed in your heart to do a deed, good and or bad. And then if you have enough gall about you to execute the thought, then it becomes a physical reality. So don't ever think that it's not. So that's why you got to be careful what's in your heart. The Bible also says, out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaketh. He also says, uh, life and death, the power of the tongue, but what's in the heart shall come out. You ain't got to lie to me. I'm going to see the fruit of your labor. Oh, help me. I hope I'm helping somebody in the beginning of the podcast. So David... Here he is after Nathan, the prophet, talks to him. And then now David is in the very act of worship with God in the 51st Psalm. And this is when we get down. So the first 10 verses or the first nine verses is David dialoguing with God. He's not in a physical church. He's in the spiritual church. You ain't got to always be in the physical building to get to God. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. But if the preacher has told you he's only at this church, 
That's because he set you up. He's fleeced you to sow your seed to a God that don't need your money. He needs to teach you. We need to teach you that wherever you are, God is. Now, we don't deny the assembling together in the book of Hebrews because God loves it that we break bread, that we learn, that we iron sharpens iron concept. But in that regard, but most, most days, church has become a political show of, of craftiness. It's a, it's, a, it's a gathering of people, test the line. It's a gathering of people trying to one-up one another. And it's not genuine worship to go back out into the world that sinners live to show them who Jesus is. Now, I ain't that in every church, but I'm just saying, if you look around, you should never, let me just give you this public service announcement real quick. You should never go to a church and leave worse than what you did before you went in. I've always believed in my 30 plus years of ministry now that the biblical church of God, and let me just caveat for a minute, should be a spiritual hospital like when you're driving on the interstate and you see that blue and white sign with an H that's an indicator that there's a hospital nearby. I believe that God would have places set aside so that people can come in, that when you're broken, bruised, and battered, when you're worn and torn from life, when life's done beat the hell out of you, you can come into a place where you can get renewed and get revived and get to know that God loves you in spite of your nasty self. So just, just, just hear that. But hear David. David is talking with God. At some point, David obviously is convicted of what he did. Amen. And he's trying to make it right. So we get to verses number 10. He tells God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. There's a few things that God gave me to kind of translate it in my own words to you, and hopefully you'll make it'll make sense to you. So the first thing is for you to get restored joy. And let me just back up a quick second. In life, God has never promised that you're going to have a bed of ease and rose-petaled streets to live up on in this life. He's never said that. In life, you are subject, and I say it all the time, whether you're hearing me or not, we are not exempt from trial, trouble, and or tribulation. But in God, I'll leave it right there. Here we are. God spoke to my heart. Tony, in order to have restored joy, which is possible, by the way, here's the first thing he said. You have to have a talk or a conversation with the Lord. David was talking to God and said, create in me a clean heart, which is an indicator there was some dirt still left there. There's some residue in your life. There's some, there's some particles of situation that hadn't been cleaned up in your heart yet. That's what David was saying. And he says, when you clean my heart, oh God, and then he said, renew a right spirit within me. To renew by the by the by the dictionary's terminology means to put back. That's an indicator that he once had a clean heart and a right spirit. Is that you? Are you that David today that you realize that some decisions that you made obviously were not right? There were some things that you did that you need to repent, which means to turn and do a 180. 
amen, turn directions and go a different way. Not a 360, a 360 puts you right back where you started. It's a 180. Is that you? So the first thing to get your joy restored, God says you got to do this. You, you got to have a talk with him. You have to have a dialogue. But guess what? If you only play church, if you only have time, only when you're in trouble and you don't get to know your heavenly father, A-B-B-A means Abba Father, that you have a relationship, you have a conditioning. And if that's not you, then you're going to be reluctant to tell your father anything. That's why I pray as my girls, my ladies in my life have enough confidence and enough comfort that if they had to, they can come tell me whatever and I will not be freaked out. I believe that God has conditioned that I'm to be there to be non-biased, non-objective, to be listening so that I can hear that we can go to God and get the right answer that can hopefully trigger a think and a thought to say I need to change my ways and make it better. So the first thing is, is you're going to have a talk, a conversation with the Lord, who is God incarnate, who is the Holy Spirit in the triuneness of God. Then he says in verses 10, create a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Give it back to me. You realize sometime in life, your joy gets zapped. Sometimes in life, people will worry you to death. Sometime in life, your situation, your problem, your trials, your work life, your family life, your cousins, your so-called best friends, they will wear you thin. And you need to be restored. Jesus, if I've got any Bible readers, had to steal away oftentimes so that God could refresh his mind, replenish his humanity to give him strength to get back up and get back in the race. We've said it this way. The race is not given to the swift, the quick, nor the strong, but to he who has enough spiritual tenacity to endure unto the end. Amen. In that regard. So the first thing is to have a talk with God, deal with God. In verses 12, let me go down through 11. He says, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. David realizes at this point, I done messed up. God don't do away with me. And here's what's so awesome about God. God loved you with your nasty self that he will still renew you, revive you, build you back up. He will restore you if you come unto him, if you're laboring in life and you're tired of being tired and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. He's got a way for you. He says, come unto me, you who labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. It's a spiritual rest that the world can't give you. So the second thing that he said you can do, he's asking him in verse 12, he says this way, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He's asking God to give him back his joy in Jesus. That's what he's asking. God had me to tell you, as he's told me, when I'm tired of being on the wrong road or the opposite side of God, I need to get back right with God, get back in line and ask God for, to restore unto me the joy. I don't know if y'all remember, but when you became a new Christian, most new Christians are on fire 
for the Lord. They can't get enough prayer. They can't get enough Bible. They can't get enough church. But man, when you learn to live, when you start dealing with folks, when you start dealing with test liars, when you start dealing with people that will wear you out, something about your journey, you just feel a little depleted sometimes. Sometimes you feel like you just don't want to fool with folk, especially in the church. Because you see them for who they are. But God is saying, all that is real. But I want you to focus on the prize. Me, God, says the Lord. Focus on me. And here's what he said. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. That's salvation. We are all being saved from the sin and the penalty of the enemy in this life. Our spirit man has accepted Jesus Christ. Our fleshly man is still walking in this life while we're destined to be with God one day in eternity. But until then, there's some things that we got to do. Hello, Holy Ghost. So the second thing is, is you ask God to restore your joy. Whatever that is in life, I can't tell you what it is today, but you know in your life what it is. But whatever it is, ask God to put back and greater, give some to help you get beyond your sticking point, whatever is holding you back. And here's the last thing we're going to say for today. We go down to verses 13, 14, and 15. When he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit, he said, then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Let me just public service announcement real quickly while I'm skateboarding by your street. Somebody's always watching you. You want to make sure that when you think ain't nobody's looking, somebody's looking. You want your light to so shine before men that they will see the good works of God and that God will get the glory. Now, will we do it every day? No, ma'am. No, sir. No, sir. Will we always cross every T or dot every spiritual I? No, ma'am. No, sir. But I believe, and this is a Tonyism, I believe that if I purpose in my heart to do good as best I can every day, understanding that sometime in my humanity, I, I, I stumble, I trip, I fall, but I got enough Bible knowledge to get back up and get back on track with God. Amen? So I said, when I look at that, and this is where he says that, he asked this thing. So the first thing is this, you, you, you have a talk with God. The second thing you ask God to restore, to put back your joy. Amen. And here's the last thing for today, and we'll close the podcast. In verses 14, this is what he said. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. When I ask God to deliver me from whatever has been holding me, God wants me to tell you that right now, today, on this 18th day of June, 2023, whatever has been holding you back from having the Jesus joy in your spirit, today you need to repent and turn around. Whatever's been holding you back from letting loose and giving God a spiritual praise when you all by yourself, not some cheerleader prompting you to lift up holy hands, not somebody urging you on to thank God for what he's done. But I'm asking you that if you look around your life, when you think back on what God has done for you, when you look 
look in your cupboard, when you drive your car, when you go to your bank account, if you look at CDs or property or investment, when you look at what God has done and you look back and realize that you're not worse off than somebody because there's always somebody else worse off than you. If you're not laying flat on the bed of sickness, if you're not flat on your back on death's door, if that's not you and you've got the ability to lift up holy hand, did you know that there's somebody right now that's a paraplegic that can't raise their hand? Did you know there's somebody that'll never walk around their house and lay oil on their property because they're in a wheelchair confined? Is that you? If it's not you, why are you so angry? Why are you always so mad? Why are you always looking around? Are you the person that's covering your neighbor? Are you the person that's looking what everybody else got? Are you envying somebody that's getting their 15 minutes of fame, but you don't know what they're doing to get what they got to make an image in the public view, but yet inwardly they're miserable. But behind the scene, they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Behind the scene, they're struggling to wonder and the, the money don't match the month. If that's you, Turn it over to God. Get it right with God. Guess what? Image ain't everything. I'm asking God right now to be thankful, amen, to be joyful for everything that he's done for me, past, present, and what's to come. I closed the podcast this morning by saying this. The last thing is when you said, God delivered me, I put it to you this way, from whatever that has you bound. If you're bound and don't have joy, I want to drop in your spirit, child of God. You can get joy when you think about the Jesus in your life. If you've been dead, dry, and disconnected, today's your day of salvation. Today's your day of repentance. Today's your day of quit complaining. Quit being a whiner and become a winner. If today's your day, you can quit looking at your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say, you look at your own life. Let me tell you this as I close. As the songwriter said, you need to switch. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Let me drop some in your life. We've got a broom. We've got a dustpan. We've got a vacuum cleaner. We've got a carpet shampoo. It's called the Bible. It's got the word of God. God's washing us by the water of his word. I'm asking God to restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. On this Father's Day, Father, get some joy. Don't be the example for your children that you dead, dry, and disconnected. You ought to be thankful that as a man, you've got God. If he's in your life, if he's not in your life, get him in your life. I close this morning by saying, I want to have the joy of the Lord because I understand it's my strength. I'm encouraging you, somebody that's listening by way of podcast, don't let the world suck the very life out of you. You get back right with God. You let God restore the joy of your salvation and you watch what God's going to do. So I pray as you listen to Triple C Podcast, Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast, as you listen to Tony here this morning, I encourage you to get before God, whether you're driving, whether you're walking, whether you're sitting, whether you're kneeling, you've got an opportunity for God to make it right and ask God to restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Enjoy Jesus. May God forever bless you and may this podcast be a catalyst in your life to sense you and set you to a different direction. Hopefully upward as you can come so with me with the eagles and quit settling with the crows. I thank God for you listening and be able to share this podcast around the globe. Help me now as the songwriter closes us out. Just a simple song, but let God be blessed. 
Let's go to God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we conclude this Sunday's podcast, may the joy of you strengthen every listener at this podcast today. I don't know what they need. I don't know where they're at the altar at in their heart. I don't know if they've lost someone. Somebody's died. Somebody's sick. Somebody's right now anxious. They're broke as a joke. I don't know what it is, but you're able to give back everything that's needed to give them enough earthly instruction and encouragement to keep on going. Bless now. May we get the joy of just being saved in Jesus Christ. Until this next time we podcast out, we thank you, we bless you, and Father God, may your love and light shine on every listener today in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to get some joy in Jesus, people of God, as we close out with a very simple song, Kojic style, going home. Until the next time, this is Tony, Triple C Podcast, signing off. Be blessed.